This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Squared Co. Podcast for 2018. I had to think mm-hmm. to remember which year this was because I've been doing so much thinking about 2019. I had to re-remember that. Mm. I am your host, Mark Morris, and with me again, Mr. J-Rod Shortsky Mariyama. Very and good. we have Miguel Wilson back again. That's hey. right. Full house here. Full house for our last episode of the year. Welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. Good to be back. Thank you. Um, before we jump in and start talking about all things 2018, uh, we wanted to remind you guys, if you haven't already, please make sure you go on to iTunes and rate and review us. We Every time we hit 25 reviews, we will randomly select one of the reviewers and give you guys a prize pack. So we're actually already over 50 reviews, um, but we're going to go ahead and give you guys some more time if you haven't written a review to go ahead and do that so you will be in the drawing for this next prize pack. Uh, we will announce the winner during the first episode of 2019, so... Make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and review if you haven't done so already. And then go ahead and listen to the next episode to see if you won. Very good. Well done, Mark. Well done. All right. I've noticed, uh, Miguel, you can answer mm-hmm. this too. I, I, have you noticed that Mark really enunciates his T's? Is that does. Is that something that you do on purpose, Mark? Or have you even noticed it? Not to make I don't you even know self-conscious. What you're talking about like okay, so if you say uh like button, I I, I know one yeah Twitter yeah. <laughs> when I good <laughs> thing you know yeah do, okay so both of you we've met IRL and spent some time <laughs> together. Do I do this when we're face to face or is this just a recording thing? The T's right? Just I don't know any weird pronunciation. Mm, I feel that's like that's a good question. I think no. I think Mark in person is a speaks a little more laid back. I think this is his radio voice, <laughs> a lot clearer. Yeah, yeah. Time. Like I have to, I think really hard for some reason, and it's usually not for the better. Mm-hmm. It's like I like psych myself out by overthinking. Like if you guys listen to our holiday episode, for some reason I had a really hard time saying the word rule. Yeah, I remember that. Rules. <laughs> uh, you're a good which rule is like, follower. I remember this. I listen. Rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a one syllable word that I decided to make three syllables for some reason. So it it's like, like a you, stall. You hit tactic. the R. Yeah, you Mark hit the R, and then he thought about the rest of the letters instead of just letting it all come out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like spelling it phonetically. At, uh, it was a mess. Mm. Anyways, welcome to our year-end 2018 podcast episode, everyone. Very exciting. Um, I can't believe, I gotta say, I looked back through my Instagram to kind of like recap what happened this year. I can't believe how quick this year went by. I say that every year and the older yeah, I get, that's but like- it's gone by so fast. It's weird for, so for me, I don't know if this is the same for you, Miguel or Jared, like I kind of look back at the year and it's like, oh yeah, it went by fast. But then 
you start reflecting on like years, years ago. And it's like, oh, shit, that happened 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's like what really blows my mind because stuff that was happening 10 years ago doesn't even feel like it feels like not long ago at all. It yeah, nope. Um, I think yeah, it just gets worse as you get older, too. Like that the time. Like, oh, shit, that was 20 years I mean, ago. I still think like last year was 2008 and it's 2018. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But okay, we're gonna jump into some specific topics. But I um, last year we did something similar, just Jared and I, and I think we had more topics that we went through. This year, I tried to narrow it down a little bit more so we can spend time talking on each category, and then actually kind of do more reflecting on uh, our personal projects, and then just the past year that we all experienced as individuals and also through the lens of squared code. That's very good. Very good. It's like a, it's like a high school paper you just wrote. That's your intro paragraph, (laughs) setting it up for what's to come. Very good. Nice little uh, beginning, middle, end. We're going to start with the, some of the best and worst things of the year. And the first move, Oh my gosh. Yep. Why, Here we why go. am I so terrible? <laughs> Here we go. The first category that we will be covering category. is movies. Very good. Um, so, I'm very excited about um, this. I, I see a lot of movies. I have kind of trailed off recently. Yeah. The, I started this um, like a Google Doc where I had all every movie that I've ever seen. I think I stopped oh, tracking it like in September. That's interesting. Um, mm. but I went back to look at their, the list to see like some of the movies that I've seen throughout the year for this, this reason, there weren't a ton that jumped out as far as like worsts go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say, do you want me to go first on my best? I think you're going please, that please direction. Do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll lead by example. Jared, I, you, I don't know why you give me crap for this, but I have to say, I don't even think it's close in my eyes. My favorite movie of the year was A Star is Born. Yeah, okay. Which may be surprising to a lot of our listeners. Here's the conundrum, yeah, of this conversation. Because we haven't seen all the movies. So Mark has not seen a key movie, and I think that could sort of (laughs) tip the scales in the direction of a lady. I don't know. So, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yes. I know what you're talking about, but this movie had so much, like, emotional reaction from me. I I don't think the movie you are referring to, which we will get to in a minute, Mm. uh, will sway this this thought and opinion. Okay, so let's cut to the chase here. Uh, I think a lot of people have seen this film. I have actually not seen this film, which is surprising for I for have a not few reasons. Yet. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> high five, high five across the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell us why, Mark, this has uh, so affected you. Like why this would jump so, to number one for 2018. You know, a few years ago, I think, was it two years ago when La La Land came out? Yeah. That was probably my favorite movie oh, I of that, that year. Yeah. Um, I have like a, a really strong connection to music and that's always been a big influence and part of my life. So anytime like I'm going to see a musical or, uh, even though technically stars born isn't really a musical, right. a lot of the songs and music drive the story forward. They are not like, they're not doing scenes and having conversations in song, but music plays a huge part of this movie and the songs are very, very 
emotional. They're, it's a deep and heavy movie. Um, for all of those reasons, I don't know. It really, really hit me in in the right ways, I guess. Have you um, seen any you, other iterations of this film? This film has been redone over and over again. I think, right. I think this is the third or fourth version. So, no, I haven't. But I do want to go back and see the other ones. And interesting thing about this movie as well, or as far as like my opinion of it, I didn't going into it. I did not want to see it. I was. I don't like Bradley Cooper. I'm not mm. necessarily a Lady Gaga fan. Um, so it was really the fact that it hit me so hard. It's like it was a really good movie to sway my kind of distaste going into it. Mm. So let's. I want to. Uh, yeah, I want to clear one thing up. So like, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty um, automatic for all of us to say like. Sometimes our favorite movies of the year are what emotionally grip us for the time mm-hmm. in our lives that mm-hmm. we're in that we can relate to. And we yeah. can feel like when we watch something, it takes us to a certain emotion, a certain feeling. And we say, man, I really resonated with this movie or I really mm-hmm. um, you know, felt everything this character was going through. I know at times that really makes a movie that much more better. And it could be a good movie as it yeah. is. But if you're going through something or you remember a certain time in your life that it hits upon, I feel like it gives it like a hundred extra bonus points that someone else might not sure, feel or I see, th- you know. You said that very well. And I think that may have a large, that's a large uh, factor in why I kind of responded so positively to this movie. Yeah, I. Uh, so I think it depends on what you, exactly what Miguel said, but then sort of the bigger picture is that the film what am i trying to say here i'm feeling like mark right now i'm i'm tripping over yeah. my, i'm I'll tripping over we my all words. aren't for sure yet on any of this because mary poppin returns comes out in a few days so that might just take the kids that's right oh, no. came out came out yesterday oh, right. mr mcgill okay okay so i'm late yep. <laughs> so all right so uh, for you want to ask me more questions and try and embarrass me more? Or are you going to move on to your? your I picks? think I think you've done a great job doing that yourself. I will I will move on to my <laughs> thank you my pick. So now for me, and then we'll explain this through my pick. So my pick for for my favorite, not necessarily the best film of the year, but my favorite film of the year is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, oh. and I think it's because I, I I feel like it's it's the one I will remember and associate with this year, even though yeah. these movies that come out at the end of the year tend to like bleed over into the next year. Yeah. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like this movie was not only like a fantastic movie, but sort of a, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but like a turning point of sorts that we're going to see a lot of, um, we'll see both negative and positive results of this film. I think, I think we'll see people who are going to try to do exactly the same thing, but with their characters or DC characters or something like that. And then, then the positive is that we will see maybe some more experimental animation or just uh, a willingness to push the medium beyond just trying to recreate a Pixar film every time, which is kind of the rut we're, we're mm. in right now, I think, with uh, feature animation. So that's what I'm hoping for that. Uh, and this film was really different and exhilarating, like I said online over and over again. Sorry for that. <laughs> But um, it was exciting. Like, I am not a big Spider-Man fan in general. I have nothing against it, but it's not like I know everything about this character. And, uh, right. you know. So as surprising as my pick was for A Star is Born, I, at least from my perspective, this is a very surprising pick for Jared because 
I know he's not necessarily the biggest superhero movie fan, not a big Marvel fan. He just said, you know, not necessarily the biggest Spider-Man fan. So the fact that you are saying this is your favorite or maybe most memorable film of the year mm-hmm. is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, Miguel, you saw the film, right? A couple of times, I think. Twice, yeah, twice. I loved it. So mm-hmm. uh, do you want to talk about that now or do you want to wait till we get to your pick? It's up to you. <laughs> um, well, my pick's easy. It's Board versus McEnroe, of course, for 2018. It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was for a good the movie, hair though. and wigs alone. I did love the yeah. movie, though. I thought it was fun. But no, my favorite movie... Uh, we could, let's talk about Into the Spider-Verse then, because mine is a different answer. Okay. So we, I don't want yeah, to yeah. sound back. Okay. Do you, okay, so I know, Miguel, you are more in tune with the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh-huh. You've seen all those movies. Yes. This is not a part of the MCU, but how does it kind of stack up in comparison? Uh, I don't know. Give... Well, yeah, I don't want to agree give, with Jared and prove his point further, or yeah, I agree. Dis- disagree no, with. Him. I agree with Jared. I would, I'll, I'll definitely say it's in the top three for me of 2018 for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Without giving too much away and answering your question, I think that that was that's one of the beautiful things about the movie, Mark, is that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a part of the MCU, but it is at the same time. That you know is what I mean? correct, sir. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like oh that's the God. cool that's the cool thing about it you know it's that um it's a new fresh take on yep. on not worrying about storylines and and this universe that universe it's it's a good mixture of what can be what happened in the past what's coming in the future it's a brand new take on beautiful animation styles on mm-hmm. color palettes on character development I mean, it, it literally had everything I would say you'd want when you go to the movies to watch a movie, if I can not yeah. oversell it enough. <laughs> right. I saw, I saw a funny meme about the movie that it was, it said something like 2018, one of the best animated movies of the, of the year, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse by Sony. And then it was like, don't forget, or like, how is this the same movie that in 2017 or the same studio produced uh, the Emoji movie? Right, I think right. That was their big one yeah, for yeah. 2017. Well, I think because of uh, the people involved, right? Obviously, they came in and, and took it in a direction that uh, that had it just gone to a normal studio, any of the studios, I think would have would have gone in a more generic uh, direction than mm-hmm. than what they did. So uh, I think it's Lord and Miller that. Uh, get probably most of the credit for for what this film builds um i will say like it's it's not really a spoilery film like i don't think the storyline is much that you can spoil it's how they did it it's the way they told the story um and and it's like everything familiar yet brand new and it was exciting Mm -hmm. and it's really more to me about the animation and how they treated the animated feature and how different it was and everything we've seen like i said i think I would have, you know, it's kind of impossible at this point, but I would have loved to have seen even a fraction of this in The Incredibles uh, earlier this year. Oh, Whereas yeah. The Incredibles, I think, yeah. played it a little too safe. Yep. Like, they could have pushed it more. I Like, it wasn't a terrible movie by any means. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. And it, it made sense with the first one as if it just continued. And I think that that's fine. Yeah. But then you see something well, like this, and you want everything to get, like, a shot of adrenaline. Yeah. Let me ask you this then. So as Incredibles 2 is obviously a sequel, Mm -hmm. if they were to go like a dramatic different route with animation style, how would that fit within that existing universe? Well, I think 
I think you have to look at what this movie does. And once you see it, you might have a better idea. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they could have done, because it's a superhero film, they could have... They could have just done something completely different. Uh, it doesn't mean that the whole look has to look the way Spider-Man looks. Not at all. But the way they told the story and how they told the story, yeah, it was satisfying in a way that I think most animated features aren't anymore. The, the weird thing, it's like the Pixar conundrum now of like, if someone made the best chocolate chip cookie in the world, you'd be great. This is amazing. I love this chocolate chip cookie. But if they kept giving you that chocolate chip cookie over and over again, <laughs> it's not like the quality of that cookie deteriorates, but you're like, okay, this is yeah. the same I mean, chocolate I'm just chip say it. cookie. I, I was that a we- disappointed with Incredibles 2. I, I, I don't think, like Jared said, it's not a bad film in any way. And I and I, mm-hmm. I had fun watching it, but I wasn't like wanting to race to the movies to see it again like I was with Spider-Verse. Like, I was like, man, I want to mm-hmm. just get this eye candy, if anything, again and check it out. I mean, the soundtrack... Mm-hmm. Um, the animation style, like I said, the colors alone also blew me away, how they played with lights and darks and the different lighting they had. And, I mean, everything about it was, and the storytelling was really, like Jerry said, was like taking it to another level than what we're used mm-hmm. to seeing. And, and then it was like definitely a, um, it was like a leap of, I don't want to say it, but it's coming out, a leap of faith. like let's try something new let's 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 try to mix things up and i think it worked really well like Derek said we didn't get that same chocolate chip cookie (laughs) right right and yeah that's the the wrong analogy to use on me because i will eat the same not best chocolate chip cookie in the world every day if possible (laughs) but you get what i mean like it's not saying the cookie is bad it's just Okay. I, I, and I, what's funny is I don't think I thought of it in those terms until I saw this movie. So I think that mm-hmm. also says something about what this movie, like, yeah. as if we had built the cage ourselves and, you know, we didn't even realize <laughs> that we were, we were doing yeah, that. It's interesting that you say that because I didn't even like, obviously I'm a big Pixar fan and I've seen all the movies yeah. and I, I more or less love them all. But they, it is kind of starting to feel. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say formulaic. No, but no, right. Like they are all. Yeah, your cookie analogy was good. For this <laughs> one. But then I feel like the other studios are trying to still kind of emulate that. You know, like yeah. it's got to be funny and uh, like weirdly inventive, but yet uh, should Heart make you cry. Me. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like to break the mold. Like none of that came into play. It's it's as if you're watching some of these animated features now, and you're just waiting for the parts that you know are going to come. You know. So it's like yeah. with Spider Man, it just blew everything out of the water. And again, I don't think people should copy Spider Man, but I think it should open mm-hmm. up the type of stories that we tell in feature animation. So since we're talking about animation, I know, Miguel, you haven't had a turn yet, but I'm going to jump in and talk about another movie this year. It'll be quick. (laughs) Um, We saw, I know at least Jared and I saw it. I'm not sure if you saw it, Miguel, but it is, last time I checked it was on Netflix. Um, It's an animated film called Mary and the Witch's Flower. Mm. I love traditional animation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this, Jared, you probably know more information on this than I do, but I think this was like... Studio Ghibli Jr. Like they, Studio Ghibli disbanded more or less. And a lot of the animators and team from that studio kind of moved over and worked on Mary and the Witch's Flower. Yeah, they started a studio. They left Ghibli and started their own studio uh, uh, to make this. I think this was the first production. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I absolutely loved this movie. Um, and I kind of have like a a weak spot for traditional animation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's my favorite too. Yeah. And I actually another <laughs> I'm gonna try and shoehorn as many movies in God here as damn possible. It. I saw um <laughs> Hayo Miyazaki a documentary about Hayao Miyazaki this past week and it so to be completely honest, the documentary was not very good, but it's a lot of the information and like content about him and the work that he did was very interesting. Um, so he's retired like two or three times mm-hmm. already. And this documentary talks about how he retired once and he couldn't stay retired. So instead of doing a feature length film, he wanted to do a series of shorts and he's always been super anti CGI so the story that he was going to try and tell in a short was utilizing CGI technology mm-hmm. and he kind of was struggling with this and some of like the one liners that he used in the film was saying that like it's very mathematical CGI and kind of restrictive um which I don't know if it was because I was watching it through his lens and like he was influencing my opinion, but I totally see where he's coming from as far as CGI being very mathematical and like defined. And if you go back to like the early Pixar films, it's very apparent in those. Um, but I have yet to see this spider verse movie. Um, and obviously CGI has come a long way. So I don't know. There's kind of, I think that statement can go either way, but it is nice to see that some uh, traditional animation is still exist and still out there. Yeah. I mean, especially as an art form, I love traditional animation because I think there really is, that is like the art of it, the drawing, like just mm-hmm. drawing that much stuff over and over again. It's amazing. And so you appreciate it from that perspective. I think with, uh, you know, Hollywood feature animation, it's just, it's more about the storytelling and, and all of that. And I kind of care right. a little less, like if it's a fantastic story, I care less if it's, you know, CGI or if it's traditional or, or anything like that. I, right. I think something like Marrying the Witch's Flower uh, suffered the same thing that it, it, you couldn't help but compare it to past Ghibli films and, mm-hmm. and say like, oh, they're kind of it's kind of like this and it's kind of like that instead of being something completely original. So it was, I felt like it was a safe first outing for them. Um, but mm-hmm. but again, I, I can't wait till you see this film, Mark. I'm excited for you to see this film, uh, Spider-Man, and see... I think it'll make more sense once you see it, obviously kind of what we're dancing yeah. around here, but um. it's very like I've heard it not only from you guys, but like the reviews out in the internet is talking so much about how the animation is like is blowing people away and that this movie as a whole is so phenomenal um, because, you know, to be completely honest, the previews like it looks great, but it, I'm not getting those types of feelings from the preview. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so could see that. Yeah, I, I even went in sort of wary because the hype was so big and and mm-hmm. everything. And I um I really enjoyed it. I will say this too, though. Like, I I think animation is the best format for superhero films. Um, like, I don't know. It, I always have a hard time with some of the silliness of superhero films, like in live yeah. action, you know, like the way and you can um, get away with sillier. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, and styles and, and things like that. So like in um, like this Avengers film, which I didn't see, oh. Uh, oh. like the villain, you know, it just looks so silly to me. Like, it's hard for me to take that seriously, uh, you know, like he's like a. Uh, 
Grimace went on your crazy workout regimen. Yeah, totally. Just super jacked. Totally. So I don't know. Like to me, everything, it's like the difference between the 60s Batman and the animated series. Same kind of silly villains, but boy, it works so much Mm -hmm. better in animation than it does in in live action. That is true. Um, All right, let's give Miguel a turn. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so McEnroe versus Borg. Borg versus McEnroe. Excellent. Was it the was it the music that got you? It was the drive. (laughs) No, but um, (laughs) that was a good movie though. I did enjoy it. But uh, I, after hearing Jared's rant, he's gonna love to know that actually I love Infinity War. Obviously, being a comic book head, that was my favorite movie of the year Mm -hmm. for me. So wow. Yeah, I actually so it kind of takes a lot for me to want to see a movie more than once. For some reason, Star Wars, I have like a standard see it three times in the theater rule. <laughs> I don't know how where this came from. I'm but just laughing right now. The trend. I'm sorry because like I got to see my movie and then like already I'm cut off again. Like everyone else is like, that's enough. Miguel. Oh no no no! Uh, so back to it's, what I was saying. It's no. it's going full circle. It's going full circle. I'm no, bringing I'm it back. Going. Don't worry. Just, Welcome to the I'm Squared joking. Go podcast. Now shut up. <laughs> like what's your favorite movie, Miguel? Infinity War. So anyways, um, like I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, like I was saying, it's, uh, before you were so it, rudely interrupted, yeah, it kind ahead. of. It, I don't re see movies in the theater, but I did see Infinity War twice. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I th- talked about this briefly with Jared uh, on the podcast. Like, not necessarily as a solo or standalone film, but that this was the culmination of ten years of movie making and all of these films coming together uh-huh. for this kind of climax right. of a movie. Well, um, we've run out of time, but um, we'd like to thank Miguel for coming on the show. And <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let him talk. Let no, him tell us why Mar- this terrible movie good, is his favorite. Segue because that's exactly the point I was going to hit was, you know, aside mm. from it being a comic book movie, it was, I think it was um, a point in history that we hadn't really seen yet where there was a studio that, mm-hmm put together so many years and years of characters and movies and we saw it all mm-hmm. come together in this this beginning of an end uh, movie and that mm-hmm. was exciting to see I, you know at least in my lifetime so far to say I was a part of that to say man I remember when all those Marvel movies came together and we got to see how they interacted with one another and uh, how it all played out and I thought the Russo brothers did a great job at giving everyone enough screen time and building a story out of this and it was it was a lot of fun and you know, obviously it's not this Academy Award winning, you know, Crash or one of these other movies that, you know, is so deep in story and has all these messages because those are great movies as well, too. And, and I and I love those mm-hmm. A-plus movies. Um, but also on the flip side of that, sometimes I go to the movies, a lot of times I go to the movies to just unwind and not think so much and enjoy, you mm-hmm. know, all this fun, cool action or even silliness, you know, on times on the screen and whatever it may be. And what better way than to see, you know, superheroes that I grew up reading the comics about and watching cartoons and, and seeing all that. So yeah, for me this year, seeing all that come together, that was, that was, I could say my favorite, you know, that was the most enjoyable for me. And I went a few times back to watch it again and again. And, um, and, it, and one other thing I wanted to say about movies in general was I think whenever there is a little bit of a shift or change or anything that we've never seen before in the past in cinema, that mm-hmm. always gives people an extra jolt of excitement. Like 
Um, for instance, when um, the first Transformers came out, regardless of how bad they've gone downhill, mm-hmm. I remember when that first one came out, everyone went insane because no one knew what it would look like yet for to see a car transform yeah. on screen, you know, and that was so huge mm-hmm. at the time. Like, we've never seen this. This is crazy. There's a Transformers movie. And then same thing with now, I think, Into the Spider-Verse. This is such a new look and a fun new take on how they, you know, told the story and little things they put in the movie here and there. I don't want to spoil for Mark, like to make it look like a comic book at times or make it look like animation mm-hmm. or make it look like it's just a screenshot or something, whatever it may be. It was, it was something fresh and new. So everyone's really excited as well about that. And um, obviously Avengers Infinity War, there has been Avengers before this and there's been other Marvel movies, but I think it was exciting and new that again, all of them were all together now like this, uh, this many characters were all together and, everyone had had heard about this buildup for so long to, to come to this. So that was also probably another jolt that made it more exciting for me as well. Yeah. So I, I haven't seen the film and I'm not invested in this, this universe like you guys are. Uh, but would you say this film, because it's sort of a, it's not a middle film, but it's not necessarily the end as the, there's the sequel coming to this, uh-huh. this particular mm-hmm. chapter. So would that make this film like Empire Strikes Back good? Like even though it is dropped oh, in the middle? That's a that's a good point. Or I, is it just because of the bigger picture? Well, I think yeah. the difference uh, like, from Empire I mean, to this is that I think they want the audience to believe at this point that this kind of could be the end. After this, when you see this at the end, you're like, wow, this could definitely be the end. I don't know how the lot of these heroes are going to come back. Like it could be over now if it wanted to, you know? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So, I mean, Empire obviously had that vibe as well at times, but yeah, like that's why I think that um, it was also pretty awesome that it could have very well ended here. And and some people even say they watched the movie like Thanos, you're rooting for Thanos, like it's him versus the Avengers and kind of he had his his moment of glory and he won, you know, and it was his movie and that's it. So So if you guys, oh, go ahead. (laughs) It's difficult to answer that now because we haven't seen the next yeah. one. And this is definitely yeah. like, <laughs> you know that there's there's another one coming. So it's not like a wrapped up movie. Um, but yeah, I definitely can see parallels to that being potentially the best of the Avengers, if you will. Um, but so as much as I love it and all the praise that Miguel was giving it, the one flaw with the movie is that I do think if you aren't familiar, you don't have to necessarily be invested or a fan, but if you aren't familiar with the movies, yeah, you can't really jump into right. this one and see it. And that's, I think that's fine. That's a payoff for the people that have stayed true to the, to the right. series, which is great. It should be that way. But um, then we'll never get Jared to watch it, which is, well, I just want to just have to go back and watch all 90 movies. Right now, since you said that again, that Jared, Maruyama has never watched Avatar The Last Airbender cartoon series. <laughs> and everyone needs to go on his Instagram right now and leave a comment saying, Jared, watch oh, yeah. cartoon Avatar. That is, that is yeah. true. That is building up to some weird, like, <laughs> can't be that great situation. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Uh, uh, do you guys have any other movies for the year before um, we go on to the next category? I like, so I will say, but, go ahead. I was going to say, I enjoyed you, the new... Um, I'm not a huge Mission Impossible fan in any way, shape, or form. I haven't actually seen a couple of them. Uh, I, li- I enjoyed mm-hmm. part one and part two. Uh, I saw the latest one this year, and it was really entertaining, actually. I thought it was a good mm-hmm. storyline. I thought it was fun. Action was great. 
Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise were great in it, and and everyone, the whole cast. It, I, it was yeah. fun. So I did enjoy that movie this year as well. I think I was like you. Like I saw the first two, maybe like another random yeah. one in there. Um, but there's so many of them. Uh, I kind of got lost interest the last. I mean, I don't know, two or three Mission Impossible movies, but this one, like. I don't know. I was really excited to see this and it was a really yeah. fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I, uh, I think ultimately a little forgettable for me. Like, I don't think, you know, three years from now, I'll look back and be like, oh yeah, that one, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it'll just fall into like, it was enjoyable. Like, like you said, like to go see it and sort of experience oh. it, like going on a roller coaster or something. But um, mm-hmm. I, I think it passed for me very quickly. Uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't stick with me beyond watching it, I think. I'm curious about what everyone's going to say about DC and Aquaman right now because, believe believe yeah. it or not, I I got to see an early screening this week and um I enjoy I enjoyed what? it. I enjoyed it? it. I enjoyed it like so you're way more than Man of Steel than Justice League than Batman. Okay, yeah. well, that's not that's saying not, that yeah. is, I know it is Wonder Woman. Was it better <laughs> than Wonder Woman? Same, I will say I think it's the same as Wonder Woman. This is another one that they got. It's it's right on par with Wonder Woman for me. Okay, because this one looks really loopy. So yeah. I'm hoping it's not as goofy <laughs> it as it as got it got some goofiness in there, but they did a good job mm-hmm. at uh, telling the story. I feel like and char- they really took mm-hmm. what I enjoyed was they took their time with Aquaman. It's two hours and twenty three minutes. Uh, you don't Holy really feel it, crap. but <laughs> I, I didn't really feel it. But um, also, I went to an early screening, so you're in like this. You know when you're in a theater with a crowd of people that are super excited and yeah, everyone's like hype and yeah. screaming over every little thing. So you kind of get excited. You're like, whoa, maybe this was cool. So <laughs> like yeah. it gets you more pumped up. So that, that also was going with it. But um, no, I feel like they did a good job telling the story. There were some, there were some good turns and interesting uh, heroic moments that I didn't expect to happen at certain parts. And, and I'll just say mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I think that it's worth seeing in the theater. It is a difficult story to tell, I yeah. think. So uh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. I'll have to. Yeah, it didn't feel <laughs> like, like for me, Justice League, Batman versus Superman, it felt like everything always seemed rushed in those movies. Like, we got to do this. Now we got to do that. Now let's jump to the next scene. And there's no real character development. There's no plot. Like, that's how it felt. And in this one, it felt like a movie. It didn't feel like a normal DC movie that's out right now. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's a positive. Um <laughs> I was going to say some of the, the worst movies of the year. So like, let's, like let's hear big ones for me were like Ready Player oh. One. I really did not like that film. Um, I liked the book, loved the book. And, and Ready Player One, I was just so disappointed. It didn't even feel like a Spielberg film to me. Oh. Um, and just couldn't get on board with it. Uh, the other one, and I will say this only because I haven't seen it, which is that is the problem was the Jurassic World. Um, the latest one. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah, the dinosaur was, films, yeah. but then even this one, I'm just like, meh. Um, I don't really care to those see. Those aren't it. the worst, though. So those aren't the worst. <laughs> but, no, no, no. To, but they're no, like, no, I'm just saying, I know one worse than that. But I'll let you finish. <laughs> but I'm just like, it's high profile right, right. Uh, disappointments. I think yes, there are. Let's hear. All right, I want to hear what Miguel. The worst. I know hands right down. Now. The worst movie. <laughs> and people, if they get upset, they get upset. The worst movie this year was The Predator because I'm a huge Predator fan. <laughs> and it oh man i don't think that was the word i actually had fun with that serious? one oh that my one God. yeah so i have to say like you've got to go into that movie like 
that was super campy, oh, super man. super campy. And I don't know if you need your Predator movies to be more serious. Kind, of, I guess it's like the problem that I had with the Last Jedi. Like, I want my Star Wars movies to be super serious, and like the humor in it just knocked it down right. a few levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go into Predator and you're not a huge fan and you don't mind the campiness, I thought it was a fun. I mean, definitely, yeah, it was a silly movie, um, kind of on the, along the lines of what they did with Aliens vs Predator. Mm. Uh, no, but I, I had just- fun with it. I can't even give it. I can't even give it a point. <laughs> I am. It made Ready Player One look like the most great, the greatest movie ever to me. I mean, but I, I enjoyed Ready Player One. But I, I agree with Jared's point. Honestly, it didn't really feel like it had that super special Spielberg touch. But it, yeah. it but uh, yeah. I didn't hate it either. I definitely um, enjoyed it. And I haven't read the book though. And everyone tells me the book is amazing. Mm. So yeah, well, the book well, is like the opposite. It's like lo-fi, like '80s lo-fi. And this one went in the complete opposite direction, mm-hmm. over the top technology. Right. I think I was actually making disgusted noises in the theater, <laughs> like oh, oh, you're kidding. Um, yeah, I. So there was a line in the preview that got me super excited for the movie. Um, I, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's like. Uh, I was born in, you know, some future date, but I wish I lived in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you'd Can't love wait to see all this stuff. You'd love then, the book because that's exactly what the book is. Yeah. It goes back in a way to just like uh, show these old 80s things. Yeah. And I thought that would have been so much more fun to do that, like recreate the 80s stuff. Ah. Um, but yeah. And I think that's why I have such a strong affection for the Midnight because mm-hmm. they they take you back yeah. there, yeah. But while still feeling, it's like a like a transport. But you're still, you know that it's a modern. Well, like it's that's modern why my music, favorite movie of all time it, is, is it's Drive. Got the super, I mean, come on, that's yeah. the best oh, yeah. example of that. That's great. Yeah, too. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's okay. it for movies. <laughs> we are spent a long lot longer on that than I thought we would. Paddington uh, 2. I didn't mention that. Paddington 2 was a great sequel. <laughs> See it if you get a chance. That's amazing it's, it's, movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I just wanted to say that one. Okay. Right. We can move on though. Did that come out yeah. this year? Yes, it did. Early part of the oh. year. Uh, nobody saw it and so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Quiet Place was okay, good. TV. I was going to say Quiet Place was in that. Was in that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, that's it. And I love Deadpool 2 regardless of how bad it was. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, now can yeah. we go? Can we go on to TV? All right. Uh, you want me to go first yeah. again? Please. Yeah, I don't really have a whole lot for TV, so I think. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so my Netflix. If that's if that's <laughs> what's going on, then my so my I was hoping to lean on you guys, but maybe we can just breeze through this topic. Um, I actually this is terrible because I don't have any <laughs> that are actual 2018 mm-hmm. releases. Okay, but so. DuckTales, the re the new DuckTales, I think came out in 2017. I think. Yeah. Like the first pilot, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Right. It, anyways, if it wasn't 2017, whatever, whenever it came out, I started to really watch it this year and absolutely fell in love with this show. I know there's a lot of diehard original DuckTales fans out there that won't even give this one a chance, but if you treat this one as a new show that um, it's it's really really good, and I like that they've kind of taken it in a different direction, but still staying relatively true to the yeah, original. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, like they aren't making dramatic character changes 
Um, they're each character is a little bit different than the original series, but they're not like their motives aren't completely different and everything. Um, the animation style I like. Um, the way that they kind of utilize half tones a lot in it is kind of fun. Um, I love, we've talked about this in previous episodes. I love all the merchandise that's coming out mm-hmm. for it. Um, everything about this show I'm a huge fan of. Uh, another thing that's really cool that they didn't do too much in the previous or the original series is there's kind of like a, a through line for the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Each episode isn't like a, a one-off, a one-and-done. There are a lot of filler episodes that just take place and what happens there happens within that 20-minute episode, but a lot of it builds upon each other. And then the season one series or season finale uh, was actually really freaking cool and really awesome. So I'm not going to – I don't want to get into the story of it, but yeah. I absolutely love the new DuckTales. I agree. I, I like it too a lot. Do you guys have any actual 2018 titles um, or any TV shows you want to talk about? Mine are mostly shows that are continuing as well in 2018 that I see on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's go through I those. I enjoyed Daredevil season three. I mean, we talked oh, about that. That's season a new one. Season two was, I think, better. Everyone, I think everyone says that. But I really enjoyed season three a lot. This goes back to what we were discussing about movies and, and feeling like you connect with it some way. I um, am Catholic. I was raised Catholic uh, from a Catholic family. So I always kind of understand some of Matt Murdock's struggle when he's always going to speak with the priest and all the stuff he has going on. So it's, that, that's kind of my connection with Daredevil. And it's always interesting when I watch the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed was that, it. Was it canceled? Was that the end? Yeah, or, I think or... it's canceled now. That's what I've heard, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think all of the Marvel Netflix is more or less getting canceled. I know Punisher season two is coming out in I think January or early 2019, but it sounds like they're canceling all of the existing Marvel Netflix series. Um, I mean, the obvious answer or reason is that they're mm-hmm. gonna, Disney's going to do their own streaming. So it makes sense for them to kind of cancel the existing ones to start moving it over to their own. Um, but none of that's confirmed. So the oh, okay, one that there's <laughs> this just goes to show that I, I do absolutely love cartoons. All of my picks are cartoon related. Um, there's a show called Final Space that did a pilot season. I think it was only like eight, maybe nine episodes long. Hmm. Um, and when you look at it, like the animation, it looks very similar to Family Guy style hmm. of like character design so when you look at it you think like oh this is just going to be another stupid like family guy type of humor show but Mm -hmm. set in space it's actually was very i would probably consider it a cartoon drama with a lot of comedy in it if that makes sense no it doesn't it's actually (laughs) (laughs) it's a flip of what you would think it to be so because it it looks the way it does it's a cartoon the cartoon style is a certain way. It's actually a drama that has a lot of comedic elements. What was it to called it. again? Mm-hmm. Um, Final, Final Space. Space. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of this. So it's uh, definitely worth uh, checking out. I yeah, I really enjoyed this series. Um, 
yeah, I don't know if going into it, expecting it to be a drama, you'll have a different, uh, I don't know, out. God, why can't I say words today? I don't know. If it will skew your your perception of it or whatever, but going into it for me and having that change as I'm watching it was kind of fun. I'm finding um, it harder and harder to like uh, stay committed to TV shows. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh, um, me too. <laughs> I can't, I just can't like uh, Westworld. I had, I loved the first season, second season. I gave it like two episodes and I'm like, nope, not going to waste <laughs> any more time with this. And just, that was it. Uh, so like, that's why when I sat down to look at what was, you know, what did I look at this year? It was really slim. What I actually stuck with yeah. either to the end or, you know, uh, through the year. Um, I did find Shit's Creek this year, oh, uh, great show. which I think did you brought that up, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna uh, say that next. I was waiting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so I think that's a great show, but it's like three or four seasons in already, um, so it's not like it premiered this year. But uh, that's a really funny that show. Was, that show um, came out of nowhere. I feel like, and it's just a hit now. There's like billboards in LA and everything for it. Oh, really? Oh, yes. good, good. I'm glad to hear it's kind of gaining an audience then, because it was sort yeah. of under that, the radar for right, a while. Right. Right. I was just going to say that one's on my radar. Like I've started to hear a lot about it, but I haven't checked it out yet. Um, I'll have to. Yeah. My try sister that turned me next. on to it. Like she was like, you need to check this show out on Netflix called Shit's Creek. And uh, I gave it a shot. And after like, she's right. She told me like after two, three episodes, you'll already be hooked in and, and you are. It's such a fun, funny show and interesting story. It's yeah. And it's kind of slow and it's a little like, you know, it's not a crazy funny comedy. Yeah. It's hilarious, but it's not like nuts not like where you just in your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it kind of grows mm-hmm. on you as you sit through these episodes and stuff. But the characters themselves are are fantastic, and it's some big big people in it too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, good show. That's probably the only thing I watched like all the way through. Like we started with season one and and continued through to everything that was available. It's a Canadian show, though I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a delay in it coming yeah. here. Uh, yes. Yeah. So they're they're a season ahead. Yeah, of they're us, like so. in five right now, I believe. Or yeah, we get mm-hmm. season five soon. Uh, There's a holiday special the as well o- this week. I don't know if you guys know. Oh yeah. really? Oh it's, no, no so I'm excited. Shit's Creek holiday special, I think this week. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to find that. She's great. Catherine O'Hara is just oh fantastic my goodness. Yeah, I was excited. Oh, I got to see her sing as Sally this year oh, at yeah. a, the Nightmare Before Christmas live show. Oh, how oh cool. that was a lot of fun. Oh, I gotta catch that one of these years. That's amazing. Great. Good time. Uh, the only other thing for TV I was going to say was that I was very excited this year that we got uh, both Samurai Jack and Batman, uh, the complete series on DVD or Blu-ray. So that's a oh, yes. that's a big deal for for fans. You know, I think I might want to try going re like starting from the beginning yeah. for Samurai Jack. I want to do that as well. This year. Yeah, I need to do that. That yeah, that's a. I know I saw the last season, but not in context to what like the seasons leading up to it not that you really need it but i'm interested to see if like it changes my i don't know the way you absorb the final season Mm -hmm. seeing it immediately after like all together um anyways there's a ton of episodes so that'll probably take me some time it goes fast though like i did not too long ago a few years back i did sit through uh, the uh, before the the new series started uh, mm-hmm. I went through them and, and it goes by really fast. Uh, it's yeah. amazing how the episodes felt very short. Yeah, for some, some of the stories, I felt uh, like it was like two 15 minute episodes for, for some of them. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. I think so. But um, a beautiful show. Just a great, great show to look at. <laughs> oh, you know what? We we should 
well, I don't know if this is worth doing an episode on, but I want we got to rewatch the uh, the Tart. God, I can never say his last name. Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That's that's a very very Samurai Jack. Oh yeah, feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can watch that as like a single movie and get through the whole thing. Yeah. No, that's quick. There, all right. So the next category we have is a little. In, it's different. It's not like a best worst of the year. This is more personal. Um, we're talking about our experiences for the past year. I will go first. <laughs> oh my gosh. Voice. I will go first oh. again. I will lead this charge here. Uh, I talked about this in length. I forget the episode. I think it was the August recap. Um, but it's when I went to the That's from Disney Expo or uh, showing mm-hmm. in L.A. this pa- over the summer. Um, it For those of you that don't know or don't remember, it is it was um, like a private collection of all of this Disney stuff from the past forever really i think it since the opening of the show or the park a private collector had accumulated all of this stuff uh that used to be in the park so they had the different uh ride vehicles that were on for sale they had the original actually i don't know if it's the original but some of the haunted mansion portraits stretching portraits they had a ton of different stuff in this uh, up that went up for auction, uh, but prior to the auction going live, they had it all on display in like a an old uh, sport authority or something like that. <laughs> so it was it was a really fun experience, and also a little bit sad because it's all stuff from Disneyland of yesterday that none of us will be able to experience. But always fun to see. You know some of the stuff yeah, from I would have liked Disneyland. to see that for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys? What was uh, some of your favorite experiences? Uh, let Miguel go because we always uh, oh talk over. <laughs> I thought we were saving the best oh, for last. Uh, you I was are being oh, nice are. to our we guests. Are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. So for me, one uh, fun trip I had this year was early this year. I had to go back uh, February. In February, I went to I think I've told you both before to Macau and Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And I got to uh, check out the whole, like, their own kind of Las Vegas-style casino strip in Macau, which is really interesting and cool to see uh, the casinos over there and eat at all the buffets over there. And then um, I actually went to China for a few days as well. And then I went to Hong Kong, and I got to go to Disneyland Hong Kong. So That's amazing. So that was a lot of fun this year. I got to um, go to another Disney park, which I'd love to go to as many as I could, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I feel like their park, their park is really small compared to our Disneyland, but, um, they do have, I feel like a lot more emphasis on Marvel and Star Wars that there's like, they're really pushing that out there mm. too. Um, and so that was a lot of fun for me as well as I, of course, enjoy all the Disney stuff too. Um, what are, what are some of the rides that are exclusive it's, to that uh, the park? Iron Man experience? Um, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a whole area of the park dedicated actually like to iron man there's a area you go into where like with the uh the screens and like apps you know it looks like you're putting on you're shooting up in his armor type thing i think they oh, have that cool. at our Disneyland too now so they had it but uh stuff like that and then they have the actual ride 
which is kind of like Universal Studios Transformers ride, if you've been, where you go on the, you know, the track and you uh, have 3D glasses and the 3D screen in front of you. Well, actually, it's more kind of like Star Tours and um, you go Iron Man, you know, you help Iron Man save the day type thing, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. How I was curious, so uh, beyond the Disney park, because the Disney parks are all pretty geared towards international and international uh, customer. When you were traveling around, though, how how was it? Was it difficult? I assume you don't speak the language. I could be completely wrong there. Uh, Slightly racist of me to assume. (laughs) Um, But how was just traveling around? Like, was it difficult? Um, It's actually not not too bad. for Hong Kong, I mean, I know if people have never been or whatnot, you probably think it's like Blade Runner or something at night, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> pretty yeah, much, but, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, once you, um, I've been to China and and Taiwan and Hong Kong, different parts of Asia for work. So once you kind of get used to how the uh, subway system kind of works to get uh, yeah. get around, you, you know how to use the maps and you know what cities you need to hit. Um, once you get pretty much like, you know, your card to get on the subways and, um, it's, it's pretty easy actually to zip around. Obviously some carts are really full cause there's a lot of people, but that doesn't bother, that doesn't yeah. bother me. If it doesn't bother you to be around like a lot of people at times, then it's pretty, it's pretty easy to get around and get where you're going and everyone's kind of on the move as well. So, um, it's not bad. It's not bad to answer your question. Ugh, all those Asians. <laughs> um, but like, is there a language? Like, was it difficult, like, well, communicating? In, or were you able to, yeah. are they kind of geared in towards China, that? Um, and parts in Macau, yes. Like, there's mm-hmm. language barrier. Yeah. But in Hong Kong, there's actually a lot of um, international students. There's a lot of people from different countries. There's people that speak English mm-hmm. a lot in Hong Kong. So people actually, like, everyone almost could, like, speak English. I felt like wherever I went, um, yeah. especially in the Disney parks. Um, they're very yes. friendly. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Um, the other thing I did, uh, one last thing in Hong Kong was I got to go to, uh, Pixar exhibit. So, hmm. uh, briefly mentioned that before as well. So that was a lot of fun. It had all the concept art for Pixar movies in there. It had like actual sculptures that the animators used to see the figures in three dimensions. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was a really neat, fun experience. Uh, they had a lot at the time it was Coco was still really big. Uh, so mm. they were showing a lot of the cool production art for Coco in there too. So that yeah, was very cool. Me. Yeah. Where was that at? Was that at it a, was at a uh, museum in Hong Kong? Museum? The museum okay. was half the Pixar exhibit pretty much. And then they had a whole another area, which was the Bruce Lee exhibit. And I believe I, oh. I caught that on like the final couple of days it was there. It was the lot. That's it was awesome. so awesome. It was the largest, uh, Bruce Lee exhibit there's been with the most authentic pieces that his um, daughter and his wife donated for the exhibit. So like you're seeing like personal letters to, from That's Bruce cool. that are in frames. You're seeing like mm-hmm. all actual stuff he wore in movies and in TV shows and all kinds of props. You even, even had his authentic uh, workout equipment that Bruce used. Like his wife, his <laughs> wife let them have at the museum. Well, not have, but used for the show. So it yeah. was really. That's interesting. Yeah. I know he's not a pop star, but is it possible he or someone close to him might be a space knight. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Bruce is on a whole, yeah, he's on his own level for sure. But one thing I want to mention is that when I was in Hong Kong for a while, I mean, I think anyone at times, you know, you're, you're somewhere out of country for eight days or more and you get maybe a little mm-hmm. homesick at times and you just kind of miss certain things from home, you know? And it was refreshing mm-hmm. being in the museum there and reading everything in English from Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> 
because you know everywhere you go in Hong Kong or parts and Macau, you know everything's in um, different languages: Chinese, Cantonese, Mandarin. And being in the museum, it was just—it was like a—it was refreshing just seeing how you know Bruce all his letters to his wife uh, Linda and all the mm-hmm. stuff he, they had on him. Everything was in English as well, so that was pretty neat for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. All right, Jared. Best for last. No, I, that's funny. Allegedly. No, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, uh, this was a little blurry for me what we were going to talk about here. So, <laughs> um, but so, okay, there were actually, I'm going to finish the later on, get into like personal <laughs> projects of the year. Okay. So, this, this was just this experiences just like thought, right? going off places yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the only thing I could think of that I would mention that I don't know we talked about too much on here was the Leica exhibit in Portland that I went to. Oh yeah. Um, That was fantastic. A little small, um, but given the nature of the, those films and stuff, I think it was sort of appropriate. Um, Mm -hmm. but just to see those sets, uh, all the detail that goes into each of those sets and the character structures and the little costumes and all the little props it's i could have stayed there forever it was just uh, an amazing experience if you get a chance to go see i think it travels around i don't know if it's finished now or not i know they had a little bit of it at, uh, yeah Comic-Con. that's what i was gonna ask is that similar uh, to like what was that comic-con i think portions of it were at comic-con uh, but it was mm. a pretty elaborate installation at this portland museum and just fantastic it's one of those things like you know, when you go to something like that and you're really into it, but your group might not be as into oh. it as you are, <laughs> you know, and so you feel like they're done in like five seconds and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, you feel a little rushed. Uh, so yeah. uh, That's why yeah. I am a, such a fan of doing stuff like that on my yes. own. And like I people agree. think I'm crazy or weird, but yeah, I totally like doing stuff like that on my own pace. And even if I do go with a group, it's like, all right. I'll meet I'm gonna you. go. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do this at my pace in the order that I want to do it. Just you go do your thing, and I'll see you later. Yeah, I mean that's ideal. It just didn't work out that way, you know. And so then you see them like standing at the front, kind of waiting, and you like pacing. Yeah, and so you feel bad, and then you're like, oh, I haven't even gone to the gift shop yet, and you know, like <laughs> so. Uh, uh. But I was glad to be able to catch it before it left. So uh, it, it's great yeah. if you can see it um, one of these times. But that was my big thing for the year. Great. All right. So there, there are other couple things that stand out, mm-hmm. um, but we'll talk about it in a little bit, actually. And some of the other things that we talked about in previous episodes. Yeah. So I don't want to get a, talk about right. it too much. Um, all right. So the la- one of the last topic, or Jesus, what the hell? I don't is know. Going Maybe on? you did drink before yeah. we started. Okay. <laughs> best. The last best worst category of 2018 is going to be this is a fun one I think some of our purchases oh. of the year. Mm. So this can be anything from like toys to I don't know crazy if you got a car or a house anything small to huge. Mm. Um I'll start with a couple of toy purchases that I made this right. year that I really liked. Um one is the X-ray Reptar. Oh, I saw that um, back there. Is that and you know what? Right now? Is yeah. yeah, I have it <laughs> behind me. Um, you know, I've talked about this in a number of different episodes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the thing, like this, the I think Jason Freeney is the name of the artist that does these yeah. X-ray series, and I've seen so many of these over the years, and it's they always look really cool. But this was the first one that like really jumped out at me. 
that I wanted to get. I actually saw it in person at Comic-Con this past summer, which like looking at this in person, it is a really, really like clean mold. Um, at least the, the ones that I've seen and Miguel is obviously better at recognizing this stuff than I am, but the paints were always really clean. They looked good. This, it's not an articulated toy. It's a a solid vinyl Mm -hmm. figure. Um, but it looks just like straight out of the cartoon, (laughs) obviously with the exception of him being kind of skeletoned away for half Mm. of him but anyways love the figure um that is one of my favorite purchases of the year another one i also saw at comic con is the lego voltron i have yet to open it from the packaging so it's still in a giant box is that gonna be next week i have been planning to do this over my christmas break so (laughs) um so for me, I don't know that there was one thing specific, but I know I will remember this year uh, as it's sort of the beginning of this, really, because it's going to continue into next year. But this was the year of Mickey for me because there was so much oh, Mickey Mouse yeah. stuff this year. And normally I can control it because I'm around Disney stuff all the time. But for some reason, everything got under my skin this year. And I just had to like, like so I bought so many pairs of shoes and clothes and like little tiny things because it had that Mickey 90 on it. And uh I was just going to say, because it's his birthday, like they're they're at least branding all of this merchandise as relatively limited. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that extra spark like, oh, shit, I got to get this. It's a special limited edition thing. Um, But, yeah, there's like every single brand under the sun is doing some sort of Mickey 90 collaboration. Like I've seen watches. Everything. uh, I've I've seen Beats headphones Mm -hmm. that are Mickey themed. There's Vans shoes, which you have a ton of, Jared. Mm -hmm. Stance socks is doing Mickey stuff. Uh, There's different T-shirts all over. It's obviously all over the parks. Oreos. Um, Yeah, it's crazy. Mickey's 90th, like every single reputable brand is doing some sort of Mickey merch. It must say something about me because I I absolutely love it. You know, like I, you would think, and I'm sure there are people out there who just roll their eyes at the just blatant commercialism of it, but I can't get enough. Like, and it's going to continue <laughs> into this next year. And oh, yeah. I'm thrilled that it is. <laughs> it's so funny. I roll my eyes at it as I'm buying yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, what, dude, what are you going to do in 10 years when it's his hundredth? Oh, oh, like it's going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's not even you think 90s bad. Let's not even talk. Uh, there are some things coming up this year that I am so excited about and I can't even talk about it yet, but there are some amazing things still coming. Disneyland's just announced that they are continuing a, a whole year of celebrating Mickey and Minnie. It's not specifically uh, a birthday, but, uh. Lots of stuff the coming year up. Of Mickey. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Miguel, you have any other big purchases you want uh, to share? I don't know about big purchases, but I will say this Fun. year. Well, I yeah, mean, my, I I yeah. feel like I really dove deep back into like collecting again. I mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I was collecting. I mean, I've always enjoyed to collect things, uh, whether it be figures I enjoy or art, you know, designer toys, whatever it is. But um, yeah. this year, for some reason, I feel like a lot more caught my eye and I really was getting more excited and inspired uh, to collect again in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I will say that I feel like a lot more purchases happened. A lot more impulse buys happened this year. I'll put it that way. You know, where I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. My self-control is yeah, kind of yeah. just non-existent. At yeah. This how come? What is that? <laughs> right? Like, oh, and then I, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but I feel like I always tell myself right around November, like, you know what? I'm not purchasing anything else for myself the rest of the year. Yeah. Except <laughs> Christmas time coming up. I have to get gifts for people and, you know, holidays and everything. And then everything I feel like drops at the end of the year right there that you want. And you're like, man, I've been wanting <laughs> mm-hmm. this. Or I found this finally. Or I found that. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Well, just this one thing. And then next, next tomorrow rolls around. Like, oh, you know yeah. what? Well, I did say I did need a new pair yeah. of shoes. So <laughs> that's exactly. I am going to be so good in January, yeah. <laughs> but right now I have got to get this. I know. Thing. Or I always, I always like have that devil and angel on my shoulders, like in the cartoons where the mm-hmm. devil's like, you know what? You've missed out in the past because you hesitated. And the angels, <laughs> and the angels like, don't do it. Like it's Christmas time. And then like, you know, that little devil on your arm is always like, don't want to miss out on this figure. You better get it down. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> it is. This year was particularly uh, bad for me. Like I, yeah, I would I'd cringe when the credit card uh, statement came. And I'm like, oh God, I don't even want to look yeah. at it. Like it's so <laughs> stupid. Like I'll even put things on different cards, not because I'm running out, but I just don't want that one card yeah. bill to look so high. <laughs> so it's like spread it out across three cards and, <laughs> and then with Amazon uh, Prime, just oh, too quick to throw things. Oh, away. Yeah. Oh, just oh, yeah. get it, oh, yeah. just get it, and it's here tomorrow. Yep. And, yeah, crazy. Oh yeah, that, that's so. That was my thing with this year. It was definitely a lot of impulse buys uh, and got more into collecting. And mm-hmm. these dang Jared Mariama pins and figures, I just <laughs> <laughs> those will be worth something. Okay. That'll be an investment. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> yes, me too. Uh, so the 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 last thing that I'm gonna say that I got this year is, um, you know, every single video game system that comes out, I always tell myself like I'm not gonna get the new one until the new Smash Brothers comes out. Mm. And I know Jared does not give a shit about this at all. No, but no. Super Smash Brothers is like the uh, I've absolutely love this game more than anything in the world. Uh, and they just released the latest version earlier this month. Yes. So with that comes the purchase of a new system. So I'm now the proud owner of a Nintendo Switch and the latest Super Smash Brothers. That is fantastic. Um, (laughs) What's the big... So, okay, so again, I know nothing about these games at all because uh, I just never got into this particular game. Um, but what is the big deal with this new version? Like, I don't. Okay, so to be completely honest, every version of this game is very similar to the last. It's just like updated characters, new levels to play on, blah blah blah. The big draw of this one was it has every single character that has ever been released in the game available on this version. So like the original. Super Smash Brothers only had 12 characters. Then for the GameCube, it had like 20-something characters. And every single time they ramp up, but sometimes they'll switch out characters where some that were available on the GameCube version weren't necessarily available on the Wii version, blah, blah, blah. This one that just got released this year has like 75 unlockable characters, which is all of the previously available ones plus... New ones. <laughs> See, Miguel and said not- wow, and I kind of shrugged, like, eh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, well, I, wish I, I don't have time. I don't. I mean, everyone says this. you can make time, but I don't. I feel guilty when I play games. Like, I, yes. I just have um, PlayStation Four, and I 
I was lucky enough to get a copy of um, Spider-Man from some friends at Sony. Mm-hmm. And I started playing it. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this new Spider-Man game. And then like after like 45 minutes to an hour in, I'm just feeling guilty. Like I probably should get back to drawing or doing something more productive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I limit it to this game. Like, you know, because I could easily get sucked into video game world and I just play all of them all the time. Um, but it's like I'll get excited for this one and play it for maybe a month or so. And then is it really just I a have, fighting game? Like like. So, yeah, it's so the mechanics are much different than any other fighting game. Like it's much more like light, like fun and silly but, hmm. as opposed to like a Street Fighter game, which is. Better. I mean, obviously, it's still a fighting game, but it's a little bit yeah, more so serious. Yeah, so I feel like I enjoy <laughs> Street Fighter, and I used to play like Marvel vs. Capcom 2, the second one. But um, I've uh, played Smash a few times, and I'm going to sound like a super old man right now, but like I just feel like it's so much chaos on the screen when there's like eight people in there and all this stuff going on. I'm like, where am I? Who am I hitting? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's different game mechanics, but the cool thing... I got to say about this game and I think what makes it so likable now is that even though you didn't like uh, ready player one, it was like bringing in all of these different brands from all of these different companies. Um, Smash brothers does that with characters. So it's like you're fighting not only with Nintendo characters, but you have mega man in there. You have street fighter characters. Like you can be Ryu and Ken. They're playable characters. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. have all of these different Characters from different, I don't know, pop culture realms. Yeah, yeah. As unlockable, playable characters. I, can, I mean, I could see that being exciting, and just, it's sort of like Avengers. It's kind of a similar appeal to Avengers, right. and and I. It just depends on, I guess, the affection you have for these properties. Like the last time that anything like that got me excited was like Roger Rabbit. You know, like seeing yes studios yeah. like mashing together like that was just something you never thought you'd see. So I could get it from that perspective, but uh, I think I'm like Miguel. Like I feel guilty. Uh, like I can appreciate like the style or the graphics. And then I'm like, okay, I'm all done with that. And yeah, yeah that's the part where I check out. <laughs> you know, I actually, I think I told you this, Jared, like I was so close to just buying an Xbox just to play Cuphead. Yeah. I, I'm right. Oh there man. Yeah, yeah. That game was so fun. I'm, I'm right there. Too. But again, I want to watch it. Like I hear it's a very difficult game and I have no patience yeah. to try to figure it out or whatever, but um, just watching it, uh, the the video playthroughs. Well, are, here's another thing. I'm, you guys watch. might think this is weird or people will probably trip out. But like when I played Spider-Man, especially when I used to play the Batman games like Arkham Asylum, I always feel mm-hmm. like I have to like make the hero look good. Like if I mess up, I get mad. I'm like, dang, Spider-Man would never do that. I should like <laughs> he wouldn't have died like that. I need to I need to fix this. I need to redo this part better and make it look cooler. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like Batman too. If like I wasn't stealth enough or something didn't go right, I'd be like, yeah, Batman wanna do this. I got caught too many times. Like <laughs> I gotta redo this level. I think <laughs> that's like the nerdy level, which I think it makes everything much more fun. If you're that invested in it, it's much much But you more reminded fun. me of it, Jerry, because you're like you like to watch. So like I enjoy watching it. So it's almost like I'm watching Batman beat up these thugs and be right. Batman. So if I mess it up, I'm like, dang mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible episode. Yeah, what was you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so that's the end of the best worst for 2018. Did you get Mario Kart, Ooh. Mark? No. I love I that. literally I only play the have hell out of that. Smash that, Brothers. Yeah. 
We should play that live because I love yeah, Mario. Me Kart, too. So, do you do you have a Switch? With I will get Mario one. For us you to bet. Play That's why we got it. Yeah, we got it <laughs> oh. just for that and Lego games. Yeah. So I don't. I'll, I could. I could get down with some I Mario would love Kart. To do that. I guess you know who. You know who else is into Mario Kart? Cole Roberts. Oh, there you so go. So we can get There's plus three plus Cole. There's your Boom. tournament. And it's kind of crazy now. Like they added a lot it's of stuff in so this last fun. one. Like you can fly yeah. and yeah, it's great. It's great. I have to say that I'm terrible at racing games. So it would be as embarrassing for me to play that as it was for Miguel to play yeah. Smash Brothers. I, uh, I usually am, but I got really good at it because we played it nonstop for a while when we first got it. And uh, except Rainbow Road. I always have a problem with Rainbow Road. Oh, those are the worst. Yes. Oh, okay. So we're going to switch gears here from our best worst of the year and kind of talk about we're do some reflections on the year. So again, as we have for this episode, I will start us off and talk about some of the highlights uh, and on some personal projects that I was a part of for the past year. This actually just happened last month. This is a twofer. Uh-oh. Uh, this is Decon. Uh, not only did I get, we had a booth there, but they had the 25th anniversary gallery show for Jurassic Park that I was able to participate in. Um, I had a piece, a paper art piece in the show that actually sold. So that was very exciting for me, not only to be a part of it, but to actually have my piece sold in it. So... That was definitely a highlight for me this year. Um, so then, what happens with that, like with the the piece selling? Because we talked about this a little. So like, mm-hmm. uh, did they just tell you it's sold or, or like what 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 happened? Well, it's so the, for that one, because it was part of the convention and we had a booth there, it's like it was very chaotic and, you know, you don't get to see it happening or anything. There wasn't necessarily like an opening reception yeah. Um, and we were so preoccupied at our booth that I almost like that was kind of almost happening like elsewhere. But I think my mom and stepdad were walking around and went to go check out my piece. And the curator went over to put a red dot on it. And they came back. We're like, oh, why they put a red dot in there? What does that mean? And I was like, oh, shit, that means it's sold. So. Uh, if they hadn't been there to see that, I would have actually never known that it sold until like the next week when they sent out emails talking about like a wrap up of the show. So talk a little bit about that, like because you downplay absolutely everything. <laughs> but I mean, like, what do you feel like when you find that out? Yeah, I know publicly um, you have to act kind of like, oh, oh good news. That's, that's great. great. But like, so, Yeah. What do you think? So I'll be I'll go back to the first piece that I ever had in a show. This is the first paper piece that I did that was put up in a gallery. Uh this was the oh, going do a little callback here. Avatar the Last Ooh. Airbender. Oh, I can't escape it. The <laughs> I was part of Gallery Nucleus. They did a group show. Uh I don't know the creators' names, but they did Avatar and Korra. So there was a dual show celebrating both of those um cartoon series right right right. and i did a paper piece in there and i found out that that sold and when i went online to like check out the pieces it had a red dot next to it and i got teary-eyed as (laughs) i was 
looking at that red dot online. Um, again, like I didn't get a verbal, like no one said anything. Right, I just right. kind of figured this out. But, um, you know, to be completely honest, like doing these contributing single pieces to shows, they're not going to be like money makers or anything like that. It's and I'm not even necessarily interested in doing it for the money. It's just it's fun to make these pieces. But if you run into or you're part of a show and somebody does spend money on a piece, it, it definitely touching. And the fact that I don't do this very often um, makes it even more special. And the fact that even less of these do get sold the fact that I was part of this Jurassic Park show that was the 25th anniversary and that it sold as part of this bigger thing and not every piece got sold, um, it's definitely... See, right you know, there. That is the key. What you for just, lack of a better word, it's very touching. What you just said is is sort of hidden in this very aw shucks answer but like because not all because you said not all of them sold see like that is the second level you go to right like like oh great mine sold like you're off the hook and now you start doing all that kind of research right like oh well, mine sold before that guy sold that's amazing like his is still there right you start doing all that kind of looking into it and like measuring up like it's it seems natural that you would absolutely do that but you tend to do those things like in private right you don't <laughs> you're not going to jump on i i find those things extremely stressful because you do want it to yeah. sell like i i yeah. can't ever say like oh i don't care if it sells i'm really happy about the piece nope i want that <laughs> thing to sell yeah you know and and i do feel like if it doesn't sell that that i've failed it to some degree it's not the end of the world but it's not a great feeling either yeah. well, so this is a great topic um, well even like topic, a, yeah a bigger <laughs> incentive a bigger incentive for me to sell is because i do such a physical medium it's paper art and it takes up a relatively large physical space so if it doesn't sell i've got a stack of these paper pieces just you know accumulating and taking over Right. Well, the thing is, is also that we all know as artists how much time, thought, creativity we put into a piece, Mm -hmm. and it's it's even when you price it and you put it out there for someone else. We all are so attached Mm -hmm. to our art. We have our own sentimental value to our own art, right? I mean, in our minds, it could be worth, it could be priceless, but we do also need to think about, you know, what would someone be willing to pay for this? What is the price I want to let this go for? You know, those Mm -hmm. are the questions Mm -hmm. that are always you always ask yourself when you start to. Uh, do type of shows like this. I myself, for example, was spoiled because uh, uh, I know Jerry's going to make fun because I'm probably like the opposite of, of Mark's <laughs> all shut answer. I'm like, let me tell you about <laughs> what happened to me. <laughs> no, but uh, I was actually like four for four the first four shows I did. So like when I when I hit the <laughs> fifth show and it didn't... You cocky when, son of a well, no, bitch. But let me tell you the story behind it. So when I did like the fifth show and my piece in itself, it was like a slap in the face. Like, what happened here? Like what? What was yeah. wrong? Like <laughs> nobody liked it this time. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things, yeah. and it's, it's not so much being cocky. It's just I got every show. I was getting used to like, oh man, people really enjoy it, what I'm putting out, and it'll sell. And then when it happened, I went through a show, and nothing happened. It was kind of like a humble reminder, like okay, you know, no one was interested this time. And then you know, you go through some shows that maybe it does sell again, then it doesn't. So it's just a good balance to have to. And, and like Jared said, you do want to go in there and, and feel like I hope someone will take this home and enjoy it or, um, you know, mm-hmm. 
and you think about everything when it doesn't sell you think why didn't it sell did no one no one just want to pay for this did no one like it or was it this was it that did i price it too high was you know the wrong crowd or whatever it may be you do really research Mm -hmm. and analyze you know yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's natural. You know, obviously we all are smart enough to not publicly say this stuff because it's a little queasy right. to actually <laughs> to go up. But I think everyone goes through it. But I think you're right. Like you start the longer you start doing these things, you start realizing that the factors that you thought were so key at the beginning are not yep. the yep. case. That that that, that as soon as you think you understand how it works, you realize that is not yeah. how it works. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I think that's like the level of growing and like getting past it. And like you start seeing how people who are wildly successful are successful for very different reasons than this was just a good piece. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, like good pieces don't sell. Awful pieces do sell. Everything certain seems up in the air and, and you almost feel silly for thinking like, oh, I was doing everything right up until this point. It's like, no, you yeah. were just whatever. Like that was the <laughs> that was the luck of the draw at the time. And that's so, such a hush hush. Like, it's so funny you say that because I know with a lot of artists, even years ago when I was uh, starting to do art shows too, it's like it is such a taboo thing to talk about kind of this thought mm-hmm. process. It's interesting that we're even discussing it now. I actually enjoy it because even for people that might start doing art shows or thinking about it, Everyone kind of goes through that thought process. Everyone wonders, I wonder how they got to that price. Or you kind of also yeah. always put yourself in certain categories of like other people maybe that are doing things like you mm-hmm. and say like, I wonder how much he prices his stuff for or, you know, her stuff for or whatever it may be. Uh, you, you do think of all these things. And at the end of the day, I mean, obviously the beautiful thing about it is you find your own balance and your own confidence in your own work. And it, yeah, you do want your stuff to sell, but at the same time, you, you find somewhere that you're comfortable at where you're like, oh, I hope someone picks this up. And I think they get a good deal if they do pick it up today. So, you know, that's the yes. end game. Yeah, I, I, we could probably do a whole show on just those kinds mm-hmm. of questions that you go into. If, you could, if we could find the right artist that would be candid about it, I think it would be that's a really key, yeah. interesting conversation. Because, you know, like with me working with Disney, it's, it's very exciting. And, and everybody knows Disney and it's very accessible. Right. And it's, uh, you know, but it's terrifying because everything is so public. Uh, if something doesn't do well, everybody knows that. You know, like, (laughs) like some of these art shows, you can kind of hide in them and no one's watching it as closely as you are. So um, there's some comfort in that and you can kind of test things and Mm -hmm. stuff with Disney. It's just spotlight is on (laughs) you directly. What are you doing? Yeah, it's it's never not terrifying. So um, I don't know. There's a I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. We don't have to do it now. But yeah, I thought that was. Let's uh, put a pin in that. Jared, jot a note down, maybe two. Well, that's why, Mark, I was curious for you, like, in, like, the first show makes sense. Everyone would be happy with their first show selling, but you're a little further along now. How has that changed? You know, do you go into sort of a, like, oh, well, I don't really care, or do you think, like, it's progress? Uh, I mean, to be, so to be completely honest, I do go, I don't expect them to sell every show, Mm -hmm. um, or every piece that I do, um, just because I don't have that four for four track <laughs> that record, was like I'll try to <laughs> mix it up. Then I but, was um, four, then I yeah, I mean, four for four. You got to have a balance in there. No. <laughs> yes, the, yes, that is right. There's um, I I don't do these shows very often, so I don't have the opportunity to sell them. But anyways, it's um, it's not 
it's different every time, I guess. Did you feel so, relief? Um, I don't know if that's the right term. I definitely like. I'm not trying to be super sentimental and all sweet about this, but I definitely like feel touched when I see that it, and I get a little bit I, emotional. I feel overjoyed when I, I see mean, that I it sells. I, I'm yeah. overjoyed every I'm time. Yeah, every yeah. time is never less than the last. If I if a piece sells every time I do it, it's like the first time selling a piece again. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. man, and like. I, I get excited even when I do the art drops and someone finds it and wants it and I meet up with them. I'm, I'm happy for them and I'm excited. You know, it's exciting when people enjoy yeah. your art. There's nothing wrong with it. When people want to spend money, when people want to put this thing up in their house, mm-hmm. uh, it never, it's, I never take that for right. granted. Like I, to me, that's a big step because I know personally what it takes for me to spend money and then to put that thing in a frame and put it up on the wall in my home. And I'm thinking if if these people go through that, not that everyone does, but if they're taking, if they're making those um, gestures, that's huge. You know, one person, regardless of how many you're actually selling in the end, um, it's always a big deal to me. So I hope that never goes away because yeah. you're kind of awful if it yeah, does. Yeah, I'm, I'm right? in the same exact boat. <laughs> and I mean, even to take it another step further, I get, I, this doesn't happen all the time. I mean, this has probably happened a handful of times, but when you you're at an art show and you're there with someone who buys your piece. And then um, at the end mm-hmm. of the night, they're even like, can you sign this for me? Or could you get it? Can I get a picture yes. with you with the piece? Uh, and and yes. like that to me is like blows me away even more. Cause I'm, I'm a fan of so many people's work myself that when someone asks me for something like that, I'm like, of course, yeah, let's do it. Like, this is so awesome and amazing. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. like you said, I, I don't think that would ever get old or I hope it never gets old, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent market. Sorry to take us off. All right, let's uh do you guys have any personal projects that you're part of this past year that you're particularly proud of or want to talk a little bit more about? Oh, Miguel, okay. definitely sure. I uh yeah. personal <laughs> projects this year. Yeah, I had an amazing fun year. I, I can't lie. I had a really outstanding time this year. I had a big transition year. Uh if those mm-hmm. people who heard past podcasts, I'll just uh, won't get too far into this, but I obviously went from working a um, steady nine to five type job in the toy industry uh, for a toy manufacturing company. And I went solo this year to working as a freelance artist and kind of a project consultant for others. Um, that was a really big, fun transition for me as far as uh, personal work and career choices go this year. It's a big leap of faith. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was able to... Um, come out with my second uh, figure in the Rad Retro Power Space Knights action figure line of art figures, um, which I will announce again right now. Like I do, uh, I mentioned in the past, I'll make announcements on the Squared Co. podcast. So with uh, mm-hmm. Gaming Star, the Star Knight, we, that came out this year. I put a lot of work and effort uh, along with team friends and people that I work with to put out this new figure and... Um, it, it got a lot of praise and it was really popular at designer con this year. And I got a lot of interest in it and a lot of um, good feedback, but unfortunately I am not moving forward with actually doing a run of the figure because uh, the Prince of state actually reached out and wanted me to cease all production on the gaming star figure. So that is, uh, that's just for me to put a official statement out there to all fans of people that were wondering, <laughs> um, you know, I have no. Can you? How much can you talk about this? <laughs> uh, I can. I, I mean, I have no problem. You know why? Because as a as a toy collector and a fan myself, 
I, I've never been a big fan of, I know people in the industry like to choose the route to just not say anything and say like, sweep it under the rug. Nobody needs to have any answers. Yeah. Nobody needs to know anything. Just right. don't say anything, you know? And, um, I think it's good to give back, to give people something so that they have an idea of kind of what happened or what's going on, you know, at times, if you can. Yeah. I mean, I don't, we don't have to get too technical because I know it, there's a lot that is involved with these things, but for you personally, uh, you know, we have a, a little idea of how much work goes into these right. things and, and the process is not an easy right. one, but uh, how, how was, what do you feel yeah. when, when this happens and that you can't well, proceed with it, this thing at that final stage? Right. So, I mean, um, obviously there's, you know, can't lie that there's a part of always uh, disappointment you feel and there's a part of um, sure. sadness because you, you do put a lot of time and effort and you pull a lot of strings and you, you know, I managed the project for, you know, six, seven months to get it where it was at mm-hmm. in the final stages. Um, but th- on a, on a brighter note, I try to think of the positive and everything is that I, you know, developed some beautiful prototypes and I was excited to see all the people that were happy with it at designer con and all the photos people took and, and how excited people were to want to buy one and, and all the pre-orders that came yeah. in uh, for these figures. Uh, that was that was a really um, humbling experience and positive uh, thing to go through. But at this point now, um, all I can say is that, you know, I obviously didn't have a license for a Prince figure. That's why I thought I had changed them up enough and made them kind of my own character and changed the name mm-hmm. and all these things to... to to make it something more of my own and artistic expression. But uh, actually, and I think a lot of people know this already too, the, the Princess Day has a pretty tight uh, yeah, yes. grip on anything and everything revolving around, you know, Prince. Uh, even even mm-hmm. alter egos, even different names. I mean, I mean anything you could think of, they, they, they lock down a lot when it comes to him, his look, his style, his names, his alter egos, his, everything, you know. And... I know that a lot of people's next question is like, you know, why don't you try to work with them and, 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 and go that route? But, you know, it's a lot harder than people think. And at this point, just mm-hmm. to um, keep the air clear and to, to, to keep everything, um, you know, right and, and be fair to the state and, to, and, and, and not try to step on anyone's toes. That's why I definitely, right. you know, did stop and take everything down and, uh, as far as the, the figure went and everything like that. So that answers. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe we can do a deep dive into that on another show because I think just the process of that is is interesting, and and, and uh, so many of us deal in in fan based yeah. stuff. Yeah, that uh, it's a conversation that I think uh, everyone finds uh, interesting. Um, yeah, because it's so gray. Right. Right. I mean, it's, you know, cause but, there's, I don't want to, you know jinx anything in the future but you know there's other things that obviously happen with fan yes. art or other figures and different people and and everything is okay it just also depends on that that license or state and i mean by any means i'm never I, i'm not promoting to anyone to go out and and, and try to uh, use someone's name and likeness and, and make a profit and make money off that like i said it's one of those mm-hmm. things where you think it's enough of artistic expression or you change. Everyone has different percentages. They say, you know, if you change it up to 30%, then it's your own or this or that, whatever it may be. That's that gray area you're talking about. Um, that gets tricky, but I know I'm not promoting to, to do anything like, uh, to, to use someone's estate or license like that. But I am just saying that, um, it is good to, um, you know, express yourself in any way possible and be creative. And, and if you can work with somebody in, 
you know that that's a good thing as well yeah yeah it's um yeah it's a difficult it's a tricky thing to navigate i mean it is and it isn't but yeah lots to kind of discuss around mm-hmm. that whole world yeah. so I'll, I'll get us back on track so i didn't mean to go off too far on a tangent but no no, was, no no i think that, that was is, part yeah. of it though i mean so going back that was a big project for me this year that was a lot of fun and i will say i you know that's going to be a great portfolio piece for myself that i mm-hmm. uh, you know was able to knock out another figure from scratch as far as conceptualization to managing the full project for it to design to sculpt to uh you know have it prototype have it painted uh you know lando wilkins did a great job on the paint again and my, and my buddy yeah. and nerdy chavez is my partner that helps me design and come up with all this stuff and then you know the packaging and everything was all done like we said is all set to go to production um but you know and then and another thing is i'm glad that it got stopped at least before i actually started official the production mm-hmm. you know we just we had the prototypes yeah. out there hadn't started production just yet so that was that was another positive note that's good. You're always good about the positive. I appreciate yeah. <laughs> and so aside from that, so, um, yeah, I, there's a few projects I wish I could talk about. I can't just yet. I'm sure you guys right. know uh, what's in the works mm-hmm. a little bit. So, But next year, I'm looking forward to a positive and extremely fun, exciting 2019. So that's all I'll say. Nice. Very good. Jared. Um, you know, Are you going to play it cool and... Just pretend that you didn't have any well, there's huge releases so or many. Where to start? Oh, we got another three hours. Yeah. No, um, you know, I we I did a lot of stuff this year. Very proud of it. We talked a lot about it on each show, and I don't want to I don't want to go back too much and do that stuff. But I will say, the one thing I would talk about, which we haven't talked about on the show, is a very personal one. Uh, was that this was the year that I lost a lot of weight. Now, that's probably what I'll remember this year for more so than a lot of the other stuff. Oh, uh, uh, but the vinyl Yeti. Yes, of course. No, that's all. <laughs> I mean, we talked about all that stuff, so I didn't want to I don't want to drag everyone back through my greatest hits. OK, so <laughs> how comfortable are you talking about? Oh, this? I'm completely fine. I tend to not want to bore so people with it. So if what, you guys have a question, what? What sparked this uh, desire to lose weight? Well, Mark like, said, if you're going to be on the Squared Podcast, you have to come in at a certain <laughs> yeah, weight. Yeah, that's what he told me as well. And, so. <laughs> yeah, and you have to be able to lift a certain amount and, you know. Uh, and have you reached that now, number yet, Jared? So this, no, are you kidding? <laughs> um, the thing is, like, this sounds weird. I take a lot of pictures with people and I can't stand, I couldn't stand seeing those pictures. Um, not weird know, because I just didn't, I didn't like the way I looked. You <laughs> I know, mean, everybody and, I think has that. Uh, yeah, you look back at pictures you took with someone, and you're like, man, you know, I don't like how I came out in that. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, weird. Look I don't at have this guy. Look at this guy. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> four for four. Four <laughs> for four. Um, <laughs> but um, so that was it. I just got tired of being so embarrassed and and uh, like. You know, like I took a picture with this guy, uh, an Imagineer, and I and I was so excited to post it because I really like his work and everything he does. But I'm like, God, I am so embarrassed about the way I look. And so eventually I just got to the point where I'm like, well, this is all up to you. You're choosing to be this way. You're choosing to look the way you do. Mm-hmm. No one's making you do this. So I don't know. It's just I think with weight loss, it's always a very personal thing, right? Like right. everybody eats differently for different reasons. And it was just time. So I don't know. I, mm. I did it and I stuck with it and it was easier than I thought it was going to be. 
Um, and it just kind of took this time. So we'll see how long it lasts before I go back to donuts and cereal every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I do have to say, I don't know how much weight this will have. Ah, pun there you go. There. But um, I am definitely proud of seeing the the weight like shed off of you. I don't see you very frequently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this past year, um, every time I saw you, it was like a different Jared. So <laughs> it, it was very, it was fun to see it happen almost in real time. And yeah, I'm definitely proud to see all the progress that you made. So good job. Aww. And I hope this isn't just a fad and you continue this fit lifestyle yeah. <laughs> yes yeah i think so you know, i think that's the difference this time is it's something that's sustainable it's not crazy or it's not like you're paying for something like uh, mm-hmm. food or something like it's all just making decisions and things like that and mark's right. been very supportive and helpful like we went to the gym once he's given me some workouts to do which have been very helpful too so appreciate that but you um, got to get miguel's workout in oh one of i've days. no that's a little too intense <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no i i agree though uh, i think I've, I've told you a few times even that, um, you know, he looks great, he looks in shape. And I, it's for me, I always notice, at least with myself, more in my face, and that when I'm eating a lot of junk or I feel like I'm getting out of shape, I feel like in photos my face feels a little bloated. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I know that, yeah. like... That's why he only does chin down. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's why Jared has a famous chin. No, but, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I agree. I think that's a huge accomplishment and it's something that's... It's not easy to keep yourself disciplined enough if you... Uh, you know, start working out a lot or making good eating decisions. It's definitely something to be proud of because it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it, it's easier than I sort of built it up in my head before going into it. Uh, And once you do it, you start kind of getting into the groove of it and the routine. And now I feel like disgusting if I don't go to the gym. Uh, So that's kind of where I, you know, I'm supposed to be, but it's, it is amazing to see how, like I have one cheat day a week and it is just, crazy to see how much weight you can put on with oh, yeah. one bad day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, all that well, kind of okay. stuff, all that the, boring stuff. The last thing I'll say about this topic before we move on is, you know, people always, I come from a, like a health and fitness background. Um, and a lot of people will ask for different tips here and there or whatever, yeah. like, or like what they're really looking for is like a quick shortcut fix. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The real answer is it's a lifestyle. So if you want right. to be healthy and achieve a certain weight or look, it's you have to make changes that will stick. You can't just lose weight and then go back to your old ways. Yeah. It's yeah. you have to make lasting yeah. changes that you do not reverse. But it's it's like I said, it's it's such a personal thing that I know people like it's right. a, it's like an eye roll thing when you're hearing other people talk it's about so it. True. You know it's what I mean? So like true. like no one really wants to hear about it. Uh, you know, because like if you say like, oh, I'm doing no carbs, everyone's like, oh yeah, my cousin did it and he died. Yeah. You know, like someone. <laughs> there's always some horror story of what you're doing is wrong, really, mm. and like. So that's why I don't talk about it well, too much because yeah. there's yeah. nothing I'll, I'll more boring. This. Like but, I have um, friends that work out and sometimes they'll post stuff and it inspires me. Like when I see a buddy of mine, mm-hmm. shout him out, was good. My buddy Wesley, he, uh, he'll post his workout videos and I'll see him getting it in every day and I'll be like, dang, I can't miss today. Wesley's not missing. So if you make it your yes. lifestyle, you mm. see it as inspiration. But I feel like then I have other friends, some who will not be named and they are a little overweight <laughs> and they get upset. They'll be like, 
oh, there you are, post another workout video. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah, going. I'm exactly. not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. And it's like, man, if you did, you'd feel better. Or like, try it out. They get upset at seeing it, you know. And it's like, it's like what you said. You got to make that lifestyle change, you know. But it's such a like a it's like a holistic thing. Like you start understanding more about like the consequences of eating certain things so you can still eat yeah. it, but you just have a better idea of like what you're actually, right. what the decision is that you're making. And like, mm-hmm. you can lose this much in a week. So yeah. I don't know. It's just, a, it's a bigger picture thing that never really occurred to me right. until this well, time. Without so, turning um, it too much into a nutrition and fitness show now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, that's a big hurdle I had is like the cheat day things or, you know, eating yeah. right and eating perfect. <laughs> So many people are always worried about diet, but uh, speaking with my buddy that coached me for a while, Coach Santos, he's a trainer, nutritionist, he, he put it best, I'd say. He says, you know, what is the perfect diet? Everyone always says, I got to yeah. eat perfect. I got to eat right. What does that even mean? You know what I mean? He's like, mm-hmm. if you stay on your workout schedule and you're staying active, you can eat bad once, twice a week, whatever you want. It's, you know, you get back in the gym the next day, you're working out. It's not going to matter that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Exactly. So it, it kind of takes the um, the fear of everything out of it. You know, you're not so yeah. afraid of food or or whatever or you know just. I'm sitting here eating gingerbread kind of cookies and having coffee right the, now. The, <laughs> the the issue with the the cheat meals, you know, I'm putting that in air quotes, is that the normal or average person will be like, oh, it's just this one time, and then tomorrow it's oh, it's just right, this one right, time, right. and then. Mm-hmm. Those just this like one time <laughs> turn into every day this week. Yeah. And but it's if you can so easy stay, to do. If you can stay honest and true like Jared has been, you know, with the one designated cheat day, then it's safe. But okay, yeah. that's enough <laughs> yes. health and fitness. You can this edit episode. that down to like Let's, two uh, comments. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I do like, I mean, we've tiptoed around this, but yeah. uh, 10 years ago, I was a completely different person. Um, and very, very involved in the health and fitness world. Yeah. Um, but okay, rounding out <laughs> the conversation here. Let's let's jump away from that. Sure. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about about 2019, and this is something that happens every single year, is especially now that I'm involved and have Squared Co. Um, I love meeting new people, new creatives. Um, growing this network that is uh, Squared Co. And this past year is no exception. Mm-hmm. It's been great to have new people on the podcast. It's been great to work with new people on different projects um, and get them in different shows that we curate. Um, and then on top of that, once we do establish a friendship, it's so much fun and so rewarding and exciting to see some of my friends work out in the real world. Um, I'm not going to name off everyone, but a couple that I'm just going to give little shout outs to Lou Lander. This was kind of a big deal, which is why I'm going to say it. He got to do the cover art for a video game. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so cool because I'm going out to target and I'm going out to GameStop, all these different places. And I see his work and I see, I'm like, Oh, I know him. The guy that did this art is my friend. Like, that's super exciting. Um, and people think you're a crazy person, but you're like, no, I really do know yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, Jared, your stuff is all over the parks. And it's I still get that feeling. Like I went to Disneyland a couple of weeks ago 
And I was in different shops just looking at people like mm-hmm. I'm almost like around the corner, just like <laughs> watching people interact with your oh. work. And it's so it's exciting to see that like, oh, my God, like that's my friend. <laughs> and these people are buying their like his vinyl figures yeah. or they just got his um, like a coffee mug with his artwork on it. Like it's so cool to see these people like positively react to um different friends work um there's like and it's it's almost turned into this weird like pop culture knowledge that i have where like i'll be watching something on tv i'm like oh shit that's a dkng poster in the background yeah like right i know this stupid useless knowledge um just being associated with this this world but it has been very rewarding to establish these relationships and then be able to see them do well um, and get to experience their artwork in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I don't think that ever goes away. I mean, just like even going through Target and saying like, oh, that's Joey's gift card. That yeah, he designed. yeah. You know, like little things like that. It, 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 it has like the double effect. It is exciting because you know this person and, and you're like happy for that person and it's like a major release of some sort. But it does also make everything feel closer, doesn't it? As mm-hmm. if you can touch... It's not such a different world. You're close to this world. You could do that same thing. You know, you're just mm-hmm. like removed by maybe two people or something like that. So it's it's kind of exciting, but it's also very like kind of comforting to know that, like that, you know, these people. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel the same. Yeah. yeah the, I mean, you, you said a couple like the Target gift cards. All of those are so great. It's fun to see different mm-hmm. um, artists we know there. Uh, invisible creature Don Clark, who's done Target gift cards, he also had a cool project this year that I would never even like think would happen or like be on my radar. But he designed a bunch of stamps, mm-hmm. like official USPS stamps. Uh, he did a series of illustrations for like that's just it's so fun to see not only like on video game covers, which is in my wheelhouse, but a stamp collection, yeah. which is like. I would never imagine like that would be a thing that some of my friends uh, would be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'll say that's even one of the reasons I got more into the Marvel Legends figures this year because I knew friends that sculpted the figures this year. And it's like, whoa, oh, like yeah, I want this cool. now even more because I know the guy who sculpted it, you know, same thing. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And now I'm more critical about it because I think, oh, Miguel would say this is a terrible picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I look at all <laughs> of, uh, Jared's stuff and I just always try to nitpick it apart. Like, they're not, they're not doing Jared justice with it. No, I'm, I got to send you in. I'll send you over. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So that's actually all I have for 2018. But before we wrap up the episode, I do want to talk a little bit about the next year, uh, some things that I don't know if we want to call them resolutions, but maybe like personal goals, stuff we're looking forward to. Um, I will start with some of the more silly and pop culture stuff that I am excited for. Um, The big one, actually, I'll save this the big one for last. Let's start with a couple of Netflix series that I'm excited for. The Dark Crystal. Mm. They've been talking about this forever, I feel like. Um, but they've finally released some just stills yep. of some of the puppets. They've announced some of the voice acting. Um, so far, I'm pretty much on board with everything I'm seeing. Um, but yeah, I just I love 
Jim Henson. I love yeah. the Dark Crystal, that world. It's going to be really fun to see a new take uh, on this world and see some more uh, Muppets in uh, in pop culture again. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Which is... So this is a comic book series that came out maybe 10-ish years ago, give or take. Um, and the interesting thing about this... I don't, you know, whatever your opinions are of My Chemical Romance, the lead singer of My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. actually wrote, he created this comic book series, this graphic novel called The Umbrella Academy. And if that wasn't impressive enough for you, he did the character sketches for all of the characters that are actually good and look like the final like rendered drawings that are in the wow. graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So. He's like one of these guys that's just multi-talented and really good at all of the things that he touches. Yeah, again, like I said, if you don't have to be a fan of his band, but this gra- graphic novel series is one of the best that I've ever read. And um, if you're a fan of comic books and comic art, the artwork for these is also amazing. Um, so I'm very excited. I was a huge fan of the graphic novels. I'm very excited to see what they do with the live action Netflix series. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about it. Uh, I know Andrew Kolb always talks about that title. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm curious to see what it's like, but I don't have a, like a frame of reference for, you know, right. for what it is. So, but it looks good. The preview looked good. So the uh, rounding out the Netflix live action series. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is coming out this year. I could be wrong, but I know they've they've teased and announced that they're doing a live action Avatar series. Oh, they did. On, yeah, on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, so, Jared, you got to make sure you watch the animated series before. I know. I was supposed to take those discs from you when I saw you, and I didn't. And so now I have a good excuse for not sitting through how many hours of <laughs> half a time. You know, it, I think, God, this had to be just when Netflix first started their streaming yeah, service. It was on there. Um, Avatar was on there. You can't find it now. I, I don't think it's on it. anything now. You have to buy it. So I'll have to. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, but the whole series, even on Blu-ray, is pretty mm-hmm. um, affordable. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, but that's another uh, show coming out on Netflix. I don't think it's 2019, but it's it's on the, it's coming up that I'm very so excited I'm going to try for. to speak this into the universe um, now and say 2019, everybody be on the lookout for the live Squared Co. podcast of us in the same room <laughs> all together <laughs> and people can watch if it. You know what? Ooh. This is a gr- great idea and I'm all for it. However, I can't figure out how to get us to record our own audio accurately. I, I, so I, I, I have, that's a whole nother like technological. I, can, I got a lot of okay. guys that know. Okay, if how you to do f- this. you figure out how we can do a live recording, and I'm all in. It's Let's, fairly simple, I think. We just have to logistically well, figure done. it out. I no, so. I mean I don't know the answer either, but I'm sure they're gonna say, "Well, you just do this," you know, like it's not gonna be some big science. Yeah, I agree, but I just don't want to learn a new thing. So I know. Thank you, Miguel, for volunteering. <laughs> the other thing that I'm really excited for next year, and I know Jared is too, it is the conclusion to the Star Wars Luke Skywalker 
Ray, whatever <laughs> saga. So I'm talking about episode nine. Yep. Um, you know, it's I have such a weird relationship with these Star Wars movies now. Like, I will always be excited to see a new Star Wars movie. Um, but like part of me is kind of dreading this because there's this is like 40 years of build up to this point. Like it's not necessarily super connected to everything that happened before. Like it isn't, it isn't. It's definitely its own trilogy. Yeah. Um, and with The Last Jedi, like we're in a weird place for Star Wars. Um, and the fact that it, this kind of has to wrap everything up with a hopefully nice bow. Um, I just, I have no idea what to expect. Um, but I am excited because it's going to be a huge movie. Uh, I just hope that it it wraps everything up in a in a nice way. I will go out on a limb and say it will not. <laughs> oh man, that hurts me. That hurts me. I think so there will be some oh, very good man. parts, but I think it's going to be just about impossible to to wrap this up in any satisfying way. So my thing with Star Wars right now is to just give it a break. Um, nothing is going to compare to basically Empire Strikes Back. Just surrender right. that right <laughs> so to me everything else i'm like yep it's fun it's great it's i'm glad we're still getting star wars and we can talk about it and we can you know like little bits of it but at this point i'm like i can't do the build-up anymore because it's too much i think the force awakens kind of broke me with all of that and uh now i'm just sort of along for the ride i, I don't really i'm not as invested as where we end up because i i just i think that might be a safer way to manage expectations yeah, I, I'm definitely in a similar boat. Um, I do not, I was never ever a fan of the minimum one movie a year. Mm -hmm. um, I think I, I like the three year pace. Like that was perfect. Um, even in the prequels, uh, if you, you know, regardless of how you felt about it, I felt like that was a great amount of time to kind of come off of the previous one and then start building up ramping back up uh, for the next installment. Mm -hmm. Even two years is like too quick, I feel like. So yeah. um, I don't know. I, I know that it's a huge moneymaker. No matter what they do, people are going to go to the theaters to see it. Um, but I, yeah, I would like them to slow down a little bit and put more into each movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, I am, I'm still excited you know, nonetheless. Yep. Um, and who knows how that will affect my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Are you guys? I mean, so that those are some of the things I'm excited for, like pop culture wise, uh, for 2019. Do you guys have anything that's coming up that you want to throw out there? Um, I was trying to think. Like, I did yeah. not make a good list for this stuff. I know there there's a bunch of stuff, and right now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, I don't know if that's necessarily next year. <laughs> well, okay, I'll help Miguel out. I know Jared does not give a shit about this, but we will get the the follow up to Infinity Inclusion. War, which mm -hmm. is we finally yeah. got the official title. Yep, that's end right. game. End game. Um, and they're going to do an interesting thing here with Captain Marvel, which this will be. With the exception of some parts of different movies, uh, especially Guardians of the Galaxy, they've never done a full movie that has happened in the past. So prior to Captain Marvel, all of the Marvel movies have kind of happened chronologically. 
you know, there are a few exceptions there. Right. But this is the first one that's actually the bulk of the movie is happening, I think, in the 80s. Oh. So, right. I think it's the 90s. Is the, the 90s? 90s? blockbuster video yeah, yeah. yeah oh that's right it might be the 90s um but anyways it's like it's definitely a <laughs> this is so stupid to say but air quotes period piece <laughs> for uh the film so that'll be interesting how they pair that up with the next avengers um but yeah that's that's definitely another one that's coming out in 2019 that should be a lot of fun um yeah some okay so some since you guys don't have an answer for that, we'll just jump into our final words. Toy Story 4. That's what I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> We're getting a slew of live action from Disney too, which I'm like, okay. meh, meh, meh. I, okay. All right. Aladdin. Now that you brought that up, I do have something to say. You know, the Aladdin thing's fine, but from what I am seeing from the Lion King, that's still an animated movie. That's a CG movie. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's not live action. And from what I've right. seen, it looks pretty true to the source. Mm-hmm. So it's like just a furry version of the Lion King. Like I want to. Okay, I, I do have some movies I could throw out. Okay. Oh, uh, John Wick three for me. I'm a huge uh, John Wick fan. You know what? Yeah. I loved the first one because that was like zero hype going into that. I had yeah. no idea what I was getting into. Super right. fun. Uh, the second one, a little bit of a letdown. Um, oh, really? I love it. I thought the first one was really, really <laughs> cool, really good. Uh, the second one was, yeah, didn't do much for me. But it will be cool to see um, another installment. And and then, yeah, the other one is It Chapter 2. It oh. was a sleeper hit for me, too. I Actually, that was another movie. It was so awesome. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. You know what's funny? So I, I always have to play the bad guy. I gave it like a terrible review mm-hmm. on the uh, <laughs> when we did a review on the podcast. I actually like the movie. Um, I still stand by the fact that I don't think it was really scary. Um, but I yeah, do it's, love. It's not, yeah, it's not. I love that you know anything going back to the 80s and the fact that it did feel very spielbergy cuz it had all the kids and they're riding around on their bikes and stuff yeah 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 um, so that was a lot of fun and i did enjoy the movie uh but yeah it definitely was not super scary it was it was too much fun actually to be like a true horror it, movie yeah. for me yeah. um yeah i think that'll be cool to see the the follow up to that so I have I never saw the original it so I this is like brand new territory mm-hmm. for me yeah so we'll do another uh, review episode because we did the first one so we'll yeah, have to do so the second definitely one. have to follow up with yeah. that one um, so aside from like the pop culture stuff some personal things for next year I want to try and get more involved with gallery shows uh, I mentioned that you know I did a piece for the Jurassic Park 25th anniversary show at Decon. Um, I would love to be able to get into some of the more, the gallery circuits, if you will, participate in some 88 shows, another Nucleus show, Bottleneck. There's a ton of pop culture related galleries around. I'd love to be able to do more of that work. So that's kind of a personal goal for next year is to Hmm. figure out how to get on the radar for some of these galleries. Um, I, in regards to Squared Co., um, I really wanted to spend time, and this is something that I sh- should have done sooner, but I want to kind of do a better job defining what Squared Co. is. Mm-hmm. I really want to grow the brand, 
um, maybe even take a step back this year and be a little bit more deliberate in the projects that we are a part of um, and at, in 2020 really come out strong developing this brand over the next year. So I am excited to grow this brand and, uh, you know, not necessarily take a new direction. I still, it's going to be very obviously art and design focused um, with pop culture sprinkled in there. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try and spend this next year really figuring out what Squared Co. is for the future. That makes complete sense. Um, and I'm really excited for it. It's, you know, we've I've had this conversation with G. Jared both on and off air. I like Squared Co. is everything to me at this point. It is like my little baby. And <laughs> I am so like both proud and... Um, you know, of all of the, the things that we've been able to accomplish up until this point, we are a very young brand and young company, um, but I'm also very excited for the potential that it has. What about for you, Miguel? Do you have, uh, are you super organized? Like, do you have a big uh, agenda already for the coming year? Um, I definitely have goals. Yeah. But I um, look forward to a lot of the same things that Mark was saying. Like, I, you know, want to grow with the rad ritual power, I want to grow with my own personal freelance uh, projects that I'm, I'm working on currently at the moment. I look forward to collaborating this year with you guys because this past year was already a win that I was able to link up, uh, get together with you guys and meet many other artists as well, whether that was from the convention circuit, from, you know, Instagram or online or whatever it may be, just meeting artists and collaborating more and learning from one another. That was a that was probably one of the bigger highlights, you know, is, is doing those things, that type of stuff like that for me. So I look forward to that in 2019. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like uh, kind of in some ways opposite, I think I want to do a little less this year. Um, I, I, this past year has been crazy busy. I think I took on too much probably. And I'd like to be able to focus more on my work in a way where it's like the best I can do as opposed to the best I can do given these two weeks mm -hmm. or, or like that. Um, like to, to really dive into a project more and do it um, to the best of my ability. I'd like to at least get a few of those pieces in. So I think I might cut back a little bit on some of the gallery shows, the smaller one-offs, and just really focus on um, some of the bigger things that are going to be happening this year, which can't talk about yet, but <laughs> we will shortly. So, um, But I hope to yeah spend a little more time this year. So we'll see. This year, I can't believe... Just looking back at like when we did the cute couple show uh, and how quickly it's come oh from gosh, there to yeah. like it's been nonstop. So I can't um, believe that was actually this year. Too. I know. It feels like <laughs> so long. I ago. had a double check. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of that stuff, uh, it seems like uh, the, the time just got past me this year and I, I kind mm -hmm. of want to enjoy it a little bit more. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's definitely been. It's funny. I think I have this kind of feeling or uh, emotion or I don't know. When I reflect on a year, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's gone by already. And then you say something like cute couples like, like oh, my God, that felt like years ago. Yeah. It's, yeah. You have both of those mm -hmm. feelings at the end of every single year. Yeah. And 2018 is no exception. But you know what, gentlemen, we have gone on for quite a long time here. So... <laughs> I do, you know, the last thing I want to say is to our listeners, 
Um, thank you so much for listening, not only to this episode, but I'm sure if you are here right now, you have listened to others. Um, so thank you so much for being a part of the Squared Co. community. You know, I don't know how to phrase this. I'm terrible at words, but we don't necessarily do this for ourselves. Uh, we are part of something bigger, and I love being a part of it. We couldn't do it without people not only supporting us, but interacting with us and listening to the podcast. So thank you so much for hanging out with us when we do talk. Um, but that is it for this episode. That is it for 2018. Mm. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you later. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy New Year.